You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 74. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so delighted to share this interview with Josie Warren. I loved this conversation with her. Josie is such a kind, compassionate, and wonderful soul who just had so much to share. Not only is she brilliant at what she does in terms of the knowledge and the skills that she brings to her work, but her own personal story has informed so much of what she does. And as you'll hear, Josie actually struggled with bulimia and other eating disorders as a younger adult. And I think people who struggle with their relationship with food in terms of overeating, living in a bigger body and wanting to lose weight don't understand the perspective of people who live on the opposite spectrum. But the thing is, the issues underlying it, the negative self-talk that we engage in, the unhealthy and sometimes even hateful relationships that we have with ourselves are at the root of all of these things. And it's not just eating disorders or binge eating or living in a bigger body or having an unhealthy relationship with food that is the consequence of having such a terrible relationship with ourselves. It's many other things, including chronic pain, chronic diseases, autoimmune diseases, many other things all manifest in our body as a consequence of the unhealthy relationship that we have with ourselves. And so today, Josie is going to tell us a little bit more about how to actually find true healing and what we need to do to achieve a healthful, peaceful relationship with herself. So Josie is a mental health expert. She had depression, anxiety, alcoholism, and bulimia in her teens and 20s. And after years of struggling with traditional therapy, even becoming a licensed therapist herself and working at the Betty Ford Center, she was unable to solve any of her mental health issues. Thankfully, she found the missing piece that led her to fully heal from all her mental health disorders. Josie is passionate about helping others with mental health disorders heal and create fulfilling lives. She's thankful for the gift of her past mental health issues and lives in gratitude. And today on the podcast, she is excited to share the missing mind-body connection with you today today. And so without further delay, here is the interview with Josie. Josie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm glad to be here. Can't wait to connect with the audience today. Yes. Oh gosh. I'm very excited about the conversation that's to come. I think we're just going to I think we're going to blow some minds today, actually. But before yes. we get into the juicy stuff, Josie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, I am a mental health expert here in Denver, Colorado. Um, I work with people with mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, um, also people with chronic illnesses and autoimmune conditions uh, mm -hmm. such as Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, um, MS, chronic pain. 
I tend to work with people who uh, doctors don't have an explanation for is a simple way that I like to say it. And uh, I came here because that was me. And I know I'll share a little bit more about that in a bit, but uh, love what I do and love being a trailblazer in the area that I'm working in. That, that is so amazing. And of course, my doctor brain wants to go to all sorts of places, but my coach brain really wants to examine what the connection is between mind and body, because I think everybody would agree that it is difficult, or at least feels difficult to live with a chronic disease or an autoimmune disease. Living with symptoms every day has an impact on mental health. And I think it's easy to see that direction. But what I'd like to talk about today is the opposite direction. Does our mental health have an effect on our physical health? That's my favorite topic, Michelle, to talk about. I have a lot to say on that. Yes. (laughs) Let's hear it. Well, I know for me, um, like many out there, you know, I came from more of a Western medicine background of seeing doctors, seeing my, you know, people, nutritionists and whatnot when I was sick, when I was ill, was a pretty sick kid growing up, had allergies, uh, food sensitivities, and started to develop things like arthritis and chronic health conditions, Hashimoto's, um, had a pretty severe eating disorder um, for about 10, 15 years, bulimia, anorexia, struggled with depression, anxiety, alcoholism, you name it. I probably had it at some point and went down the route of working on my body. Mm-hmm. So I started from that perspective of thinking, okay, I have a symptom. Why do I have this symptom? Let me work on this symptom. Let me change up my diet. Let me take a different medication. Let me add in a supplement. Unfortunately, I just found that it was kind of an endless array of one thing would happen. And then I'd get that under control and another condition would pop up or my mental health would have a a good week and then something would happen and then it would blow up again. And I would be in a state of turmoil and and disrepair. And I And I was a licensed professional counselor also trying to figure out myself as well as trying to help others. Mm-hmm. And what I have found and with myself and others is that the, the, the mind connection, the self connection, it's everything mm-hmm. that from my experience, and I can share more about this, all of my conditions, both mental and physical that were chronic in nature were actually coming from me internally, um, mm-hmm. emotionally, how I felt about myself on the inside that how I felt about myself on the inside, which I know I can go back to being a young girl um, as all of us could and not liking who I was, beating myself up when I looked in the mirror, picking myself apart, wishing my nose was different or my forehead was smaller or my hair was a different color or my weight was different or I looked like her or that person, that that dialogue and that beating myself up place preceded all of these chronic health conditions and weight issues and mental health conditions that from my experience, that dialogue with myself, that beating myself up, that is where all of my health conditions and my body learned to Mm -hmm. then beat itself up and go into a state of dysregulation. So mind comes first, then the body in my perspective. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. And as you were, I was getting a little bit emotional listening to you talk because a few few weekends ago, I was coaching at a um, preteen girls event. It was this um, conference for girls age eight to 12 meant to teach them um, confidence and to help improve how they look at themselves. And as we took them through, you know, different exercises, things were coming out of their mouth, eight year old mouths like I'm ugly and I'm fat, and I, I'm not perfect enough for my mom. And like all of these, um, like it was so painful to listen to eight-year-old girls yeah. say these things. And as you were speaking, I was, I was visioning that, but I was also thinking about this. If, if you look at the epidemiology of chronic disease, we have way more of it now mm-hmm. than we ever have before. And I can't help but wonder is, you know, our society's expectations of us are unrealistic in so many ways. And if girls eight years old are already starting to talk to themselves this way and beat themselves up, is there a yeah. connection between that and the higher prevalence of chronic disease and autoimmune disorders that we're seeing in society today. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, for me, for a long time, especially with all of the weight conditions and issues that I had, I mean, my goodness, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was more on the bulimic starving, working out three hours a day, counting all the calories, but in the same token, I, I, for a long time believed that it was my mom, um, who has an eating disorder, or it was the images of the the women that I saw in my magazines, or it was the men that I dated, or it was the comments from my dad or whatnot that were forcing that and shaping that. But what I found is that in order for me to actually heal from my weight issues and cleanse myself and my mind of that um, unhealthy body image, that I actually couldn't look anywhere else but me. Yes. Because- when I focused on the society or the people in my life, I couldn't change them. And all that happened was I just got more angry and more frustrated and and did worse on the inside. But when I Mm -hmm. actually got honest, I realized, Josie, no, this was your dialogue with yourself. This was, this is a, was a me journey. This was a me journey, whether I was born with my parents or whether I was born here in Colorado or whether I was born someplace completely different. This was how I was going to interact with myself regardless. And I had to change how I felt about myself on the inside so that I could heal um, physically and emotionally and resolve the conditions that I had. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you get to that point? Like that point of understanding that this was the dialogue you were having with yourself that was manifesting in your body. How, how did you get to that point of truly seeing that and understanding that? That's a, that's a great question. I think what I'll do is I'm going to give a little backstory to, to your, to your listeners so that they can know, um, and maybe relate to me on kind of where I it did not happen overnight. It was a, it was a journey to get there. And the the journey is an important piece because for me, I had to try all the things that didn't work (laughs) to find what actually did. And I like almost all of us, I always knew deep down, if I was honest, that there had to be a connection between the dialogue I was having 
with myself on the inside, the beating myself up, the feeling bad about myself on the inside since I was little had to somehow be connected with my physical and mental health breaking down as I got older. It had Mm -hmm. to be, I mean, it just seemed almost like logically impossible that there was not a connection. Um, But no true specialist or doctor or even therapist that I ever saw made that bridge for me. So instead, I did what most of us do and the best that I knew, which was to go down routes of symptom management, not only for my autoimmune disorders, uh, which I had about eight autoimmune disorders, but also for my mental health conditions and my you know, my bulimia, my anorexia, my, my weight issues. I just thought, okay, let me, you know, do the, do my journaling, um, try yoga, do different kinds of medications, plasma infusions, see my therapist, take the supplements, do the diets, take out the sugar, you know, cleanse out the heavy metals. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I know for those of us, I mean, and I tried first the medications and the plasma infusions, and then I went into a little bit more of the woo, a little, you know, some things like Reiki or acupuncture, Mm -hmm. massage therapy, aromatherapy. My, my life was so complicated by my late twenties because I had all of these circulating chronic health conditions and autoimmune conditions and and mental health conditions. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I was at the bottom of, of, of my life at that point. And I, the time was working at the Betty Ford center, which is an alcohol and drug treatment center in Rancho Mirage. And I was actually working in their children's program. So I got to work with, it was a beautiful, wonderful place. And I got to work with the kids of the patients, um, out here in Denver mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, kids have a lot of germs and, my kind of wake up call was I got to a point where my doctor said, you can't work with kids anymore because mm. your immune system, your body is so shot um, that if you were to get an illness or something from a kid, you could die. And he was very straight with me. So I said, okay, this is crazy. Like, and this is cra- My health is out of control. I need to stop and look for something else. And I finally actually had a doctor tell me what you're doing is not working. Yeah. Straight up told me what I was doing, all the diets, the supplements, the therapy, the brain rewiring, the protocols, the books I was buying on Amazon, the specialist I was seeing, he's like, it's not working. I was like, you're right. It's not. And I just had a crack and I realized there had to be something else out there. And I knew it had to go back to me because even when on the outside, I looked very physically healthy. And again, I was a, I was a, um, exercise freak, uh, you know, calorie counter starver. So people on the outside would see me and think, oh my gosh, she's so healthy. She's, she's tan, she's fit. She's a runner. She eats kale, (laughs) but (laughs) on the inside, I was wildly unhealthy, uh, just constantly beating myself up and, and hating on myself on the inside. So I knew that the physical, how I looked was really no litmus test for my true health. It was how I felt on the inside. And I came, finally, someone told me to come to a place. They said, they can help you. I said, okay. (laughs) Everyone says they can help me, but I came to a place here in Denver called a new life center, Mm -hmm. um, where they help people like me with a bunch of mental disorders, uh, you know, chronic health conditions. I joined a clinical study they were having for a year. And it was the first time anyone had ever looked at me looked at my paperwork of all my conditions and looked at me and said, 
why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. And that for me changed everything. Why was I doing this to myself? No specialist had ever asked me that. And that set off the whole different path in my life and health. That's amazing. And I, I want to hear what happened next. Um, I'm anxious to hear what happened next, but I also just want to point out that many of my listeners are on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're eating too much. The, I think the underlying, the underlying cause is the same. It's just, you know, different manifestations. If you're a calorie counter, severe, you know, restrictor exerciser and, or, you know, overeating on the other side, it's still, it's still coming from the same place. So I I think, I think sometimes people think that there's a, you know, two different pools of people here on the left, but really, really we're the same. It's just outwardly it's, it's, it's looking different. So yes. I, right. And- oh my God. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for saying that I do want I, all the listeners out there. I want you to know I'm here because I'm just like you and you're just like me. And I have learned in my life that when we have weight issues, it doesn't matter what the number is on the scale. It's the, it's the internal experience that we're having is the same. It's, yes. you know, it's just the same experiences they've had of not wanting to let's say have sex with their husbands or go to the family event because they're afraid of what they're going to look like or go to the reunion or see their friends or hide away because we don't want the world to see who we are. And we're ashamed of how we look and we feel bad about ourselves. That is a weight issue that we all share. And the Mm -hmm. psychology of weight from my perspective is exactly the same. And it's all coming from the same place. Yeah. Like I agree wholeheartedly. And I think sometimes people have a hard time grasping that. And that's why I just wanted to to emphasize that if people are thinking they can't relate to your story because they're not anorexic, they're overeaters, but right. It all comes Uh, from the, Oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, just, just because I threw it up didn't didn't mean I would eat enough food for about five people. (laughs) You know, it it was the constant checking out. It was the self beating up. It was the, the self really true hatred on the inside that I had of doing what I did to myself and being, being how I was, it, the weight didn't, the weight didn't matter. And, you know, from, and I'll talk about how, regardless of where our weight is, that how we can find that stable place without having yeah. to diet and exercise and count calories, because from my experience, and I know many out there that really doesn't work. And there's a, there's a very tangible reason for I feel like diet culture has destroyed our bodies and our souls in countless ways. But I think, I think also there's so, so many women just have this belief that if they're skinny, they're going to be happier. Like if they're skinny, then they can go and find a partner or get the job of their dreams or go on a vacation or, you know, what, whatever it is. And they, they put, their happiness on making their body look a certain way. And I'm guessing through your journey, you've learned that that is absolutely not the truth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm here coming from the other side, ladies, to tell you, I starved myself (laughs) down. I was, I was rocking about 110 pounds, I think not in a healthy way, but that was about my weight for a number of years under 10, 115, not what I weigh now I'm healthy now, but I thought that that, that was going to make me happy. 
I thought mm-hmm. that that was going to make me feel good, was going to quiet that inner dialogue of, of, of beating myself up and of, of feeling bad about myself. And I only found that, that it only got worse. Yes. I hated myself even more. I was more miserable and I could not believe it. And through that experience, it actually taught me, oh, it's not about the weight at all. The weight is irrelevant. It's it. This is all coming from how I feel about myself on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's all coming from how I feel about myself on the inside and not feeling good about myself and w- overweight, underweight. We're coming from a place of not feeling good about who we are and yeah. no food and no diet and no supplement and no, no, it's not going to fix that we're the only ones that can fix how we feel about ourselves on the inside. And I'll talk too about, I mean, I found a fascinating connection that actually, and we can, and many can relate to this, but that, but we can, we control our metabolism ladies. I mean, I mean, we, we hundred percent do right. A hundred percent. We do. hundred percent. We do. I mean, because we, we've all had experiences where we get out of a relationship and all of a sudden we eating the same thing. We drop 20 pounds or 10 or 30 pounds, just like that. And then let's say we're in a relationship and we're, we're don't want to sleep with them anymore, or we're, we're trying to push them away, or we're, we're trying to hide away from life. And all of a sudden I've gained 10 pounds in two weeks and I have no logical explanation or we're dieting and we're eating the right foods and we're calories in calories out and nothing's budging. I mean, it, it, it's, it truly is coming from ourself. We have control over this and I see weight as a mental issue, as a mental health issue, not a physical health issue. Oh, agree. Agree completely. I'm so, I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Josie, it's, I want to know what, what happened? You know, somebody asked that question of you, why are you doing this to yourself? And you know, your, your world kind of cracked open. What, what happened next? What was the next evolution? (laughs) Yeah, for me, I had to, that cracked me open to see, oh my goodness. And I say this with love to everyone, but I, I realized that, that, that he knew my secret when he asked me, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. He knew my secret. And I thought that was my secret. I thought that no one else could do this or knew that I knew deep down that I was the driving force behind all my conditions and my illnesses, that it was the tornado that lived inside of me, of feeling bad about myself, that beating myself up, that was perpetuating all of my weight issues, all of my mental health, my, my autoimmune. And what I was doing when I'm honest at that time was trying to make it look like to the world look, guys, I'm doing all the things. I'm seeing a specialist. I'm on the protocols. I'm eating gluten-free. I'm doing all these things. So look, I'm trying to, I'm taking care of myself and I'm still not getting better. Poor me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I knew that, that was just a facade. And behind that, that the secret was I knew exactly what I was doing. And I was sabotaging myself by how I felt about myself and the choices I was making in my life that were actually maintaining me feeling really bad about myself and maintaining all of my conditions. Mm-hmm. And I was staying in a nervous system, all that beating ourselves up, ladies, we get stuck in a nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, where our bodies can't heal and self-repair, where our metabolism's out of whack, where if you have an autoimmune, your immune system is, is, is overactive. And that was coming from me. 
Yeah. That was coming from me. And so when I heard him say, why are you doing this to yourself? I thought, oh, oh man, he knows. And that was exactly <laughs> what I needed to hear because I needed someone to bust me. And that's yeah. actually what I do with all my students in a loving way. I bust them all. And I say, I know, I know, you know what you're doing. I know, you know, you know, you're telling, you're showing all the people that you're doing this, but I know you're what you're doing behind the curtains because I used to do it too. <laughs> And, and I know exactly, we, all do it. we all do it and no one. And then, and everybody I've, I've lovingly busted says, I know exactly what you're, I, you know. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, and we all do it. Everybody knows. And that's what I'm really passionate about sharing with people. Because if I kept doing what I was doing and thinking I was fooling everybody, pretending like I wanted to get better, but really having a deeply unhealthy and beating myself up relationship on the inside then I was never, well, I would have never gotten better in my life. Yeah. And yeah. no one can get better when they're not honest about the, 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 the core role that they are playing in the yeah. perpetuation of their conditions, whether that is weight, whether that is chronic yeah. health, whether that is autoimmune or mental health. And I, I think part of the problem is, is, is that we just get into this place where it feels so normal for us to be beating up on ourselves that we don't even see or, or feel that we're doing it. anymore. Right. It's, it's, I see people say to me all the time, but like, I, I do love myself. I do respect myself. Like there's no, there's no, there's no problem here. And of course there is, right. I can, I can see it in the decisions that you're, you're making for yourself. Right. And, and I think, I think something has to happen to turn that light on. And maybe that means there has to be a you or a me or somebody to acknowledge that, hey, I see, I see you, I see what's happening and I understand because I'm there too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I had to have someone because my mentor who asked me, why are you doing this to yourself? He also used to have autoimmune conditions. So he knew and he doesn't have them anymore. So he knew exactly what I was, what was going on with me. And I yeah. tell people, I say, you know, how we feel about ourselves on the inside, that's our litmus test and yeah. our bodies and how, how they are also that, that cue, you know? Yeah. So if we're, when we're struggling with our weight, no matter where that is, or if we're, you know, we're, we're struggling with chronic pain or we're, we're having issues with an autoimmune or a chronic health condition, all that is, is just a sign in a mirror to tell us. And for me to tell me, Josie, you are struggling with your relationship with yourself on the inside and your body is telling you that yeah. your body is telling you that. And it's when I heal my relationship with myself and I learned how to feel good about myself, truly not just tell myself, yeah, I feel good, but my health and my weight and my, my world telling me opposite, but saying, I feel good about myself. And yes, and my life is truly reflecting that. And I feel that deeply down on the inside. Then I can know that that's true. Um, Health comes from the inside ladies. And that's, that's my experience. Couldn't agree more with that, but how, like how, how do you start to repair your relationship with yourself? Right. I mean, that, that awareness that you need to do it is, is probably the first step, but you know, you can't just, you know, wink at yourself in the mirror, snap your fingers. And all of a sudden, yeah, have a better relationship with yourself. So 100%. How, do you, how do you start that process? Well, it, so there are two steps, uh, two things. The first is the pre-step Michelle. And I want to share this to all the listeners, because if, when I, 
if I didn't own this and see this for myself, then I wouldn't have ever been able to get healthy. But the, for me, the pre-step is to just see with love and, and knowing that secret that I shared, but to know that, that, that weight is a choice, yeah. that health, our health is a choice mm-hmm. and that that is being created by us based on how we're feeling and interacting with ourselves and the behaviors that we're having. And it's no mystery. It's not a huge thing of uh, complicated thing mess, I would say of, you know, uh, genetics and calories and this and environment. It's just us. And we wanted a hiding place from life. I know I can speak. I've wanted a hiding place from life. So I hid behind my mental health and my weight issues and my my illnesses, they're all the same and we don't know how to do life and we're scared and we hide back. (laughs) So we got to realize that this is a choice that we're making. It's not outside of our control. And when I realize that, that it's a choice I've been making to, to live in this way and to to interact with myself in this way, then I can start to change. And then I'll share with you kind of how we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that itself, I think is so powerful. Yeah. Just, just accepting that this, this is a choice, a choice. <laughs> right? This is a choice that I've made. It's not my thyroid, my PCOS. Yes. It's not my environment. It's not the types of foods that are available at the grocery store. It's not my shift work. It's not, you know, being busy with, you know, four kids and yes. you know work. It's not right. It's, it's, it's our choice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that it, because I lived in that world out there that you just described for so mm-hmm. long, spinning around in circles, feeling like I was impossible, that I could never figure myself out. And when, again, I heard that, why are you doing this to yourself? You know, my weight was a choice. My illnesses were a choice. They were coming from me. Then I realized everything else dissolved, all the what ifs and could it be this dissolved. And then I realized I just got to, I just got to work on myself. Yeah. And that's my message to all the ladies out there. You just got to work on you on the inside. Again, that's that mind-body connection. From my experience, that's where you can actually change. And that's how I actually permanently healed was starting from that place. Okay. So then what's step two? Yeah, step two, um, I like to share with all the listeners out there some a concept that I that I teach in my program because it is so helpful and so powerful. And it's this concept called parenting yourself. Mm -hmm. And so just know that when we have these kind of chronic health conditions, we're living in a nervous system called the sympathetic, like I shared before. And listeners know all about sympathetic. Oh, I love it. Talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, We get stuck in there. We can't get better. And we're staying in there because we're constantly beating ourselves up. We're constantly staying in that that place of fight or flight. Glad you all know about the sympathetic nervous system. You know, we stay in there when we keep beating ourselves up, that keeps our fight or flight on, we get stuck in there. And so what we have to do is learn a different way of interacting with ourselves so that we can feel truly learn how to feel good about ourselves and not feel bad and beat ourselves up. And Mm -hmm. the way I found to do that is something I called parenting yourself. And it's doing what we know we need to do, even, and especially when we don't want to do it. Yeah. And and here's the truth I have found, regardless of age, gender, background, job, 
if we have a chronic condition, be that with weight or autoimmune or mental health, that it's just a sign that we've lived our lives not parenting ourselves. It doesn't matter how old we are. I work with 74-year-olds. They're not parenting themselves. Mm-hmm. I never, I didn't parent myself. And what's happened is we've lived our life within a grown-up body, but there's been a little child that's lived inside of us. And mm-hmm. that little child has had this mentality of, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't want anyone else telling me what to do or how to do it. We unconsciously, we have started to create a, a habit, like a snowball effect of unhealthy and unsupportive choices and behaviors on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. All these different little things that I thought didn't matter. Right. So I'll give a couple of examples of how I didn't used to parent myself. I mean, I, I didn't basic things. Even I didn't used to make my bed. I didn't used to floss my teeth. When I would come in, at, when I come in from the house, I would, you know, throw my, my shoes just on the side. I would let my gas get down to almost empty before I refilled it. You know, I would sometimes wait for last minute to do things. Or on the other side, I would have to do things just right. I would mm-hmm. beat myself up if I didn't have everything aligned, whether that was organizing or a paper. I wouldn't yeah. turn in papers if it wasn't just perfect. So we're constantly beating ourselves up with our choices and behaviors Mm -hmm. every day, which is actually us not parenting ourselves, doing what we think we want to do, not wanting anyone to tell us what to do. And so what we have to learn to do is to parent and not to pick the big things. So I actually tell my students, I say, let's say weight is an issue for someone. I say, we're not going to focus on the weight. You're not going to focus on eating healthy to parent yourself. We're not going to focus on going to the gym. Let's say someone was a smoker. We're not going to say no cigarettes. We're going to start with something really small because mm-hmm. we have to learn this because we've never learned how to care for ourselves in this way. Yeah. And I have my students pick some, one really, really small thing that they're not doing and focus on doing it just for themselves to care about themselves every day. Okay. For example, could be something like washing your face every night. Uh, sure. Making your bed, driving the speed limit, um, <laughs> putting, you know, we'll, we'll, we can all find something, you know, making sure all your dishes are put away out of the sink before you go to bed at night, just something really micro, really small. And we practice that for a week or two. And this beautiful thing happens that we learn for the very first time in our lives to truly care for ourselves and to feel good and doing these little acts we didn't realize that not doing them was like chipping away at ourselves and our self-worth. And that's what causes yeah. all our conditions. So yeah. when we do something small and care for ourselves, and then it starts to snowball into you're going to put those dishes away every night. And you're going to notice that there's something else in your house that you never did. You always put off and you're going to just have the energy to do that too. And then yeah. over not that long a time, you're going to start to do make other bigger healthier, you know, healthy choices and decisions and parenting yourself. And that's going to cause you to feel overwhelmingly really good about yourself. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I question though, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you do that though? Not from sympathetic dominance. Like I'm, I guess I'm thinking of mm. like chronic dieters, for instance, who yes. are, you know, very good at deciding, you know, this is the macro ratio that they're going to abide by for whatever, you know, whatever yeah. reason. And just put in like that discipline to get it done, but it's not coming from a place of 
of like parenting from a loving way. It's coming from a, yes. a, a regimented, uh, yeah. rigid, yeah. beating myself up place. Yeah. Right. And that we want to avoid. Yes. They, yeah. I love that you brought that up. Yes. That, cause that I work with both sides of the spectrum, people that leave their had left their stuff everywhere. Like it's, you know, their house has always been a mess. Their bedroom has always been a mess. It's very clear. They've never parented themselves, but I also work with others who have the completely clean house. Everything's in line. They have the right job. They have their, you know, their kids look the way they want them to look. Everything is about just micromanaging it. And so, or for food, right? Yeah. I can understand having everything dialed in the calories, all the nutrients, And so we just have to learn and I have to parent myself to not come at it from that place. place. I have to tell myself, I'm not doing this in the past for those of us who were the the micro managers, the micro kind of the control freaks. Yeah. Yeah. We did that from a place of feeling out of control on the inside. Absolutely. We did those behaviors that were actually an example of our unhealthy experience of ourselves, which actually from my perspective, cause these conditions. So right. we can't, uh, and learning to heal, I have to choose and say, you know what? I used to come at it from that way. I'm now coming at it from a whole new novel approach of doing this small act, not to be perfect, not to, to say I did it, but to care about myself. And yeah. I have a way for a person to tell if they're really doing it. So if you're doing it as a checklist, so all the people that were like me, those kind of perfectionist trying people, <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. going through it and you're checking it off and say, yep, I washed my face every day this week. It was fine. I had fun. It was great. Yeah. You're not really parenting yourself. Yeah. No, what, you're not. What's going to happen when you've learned to parent yourself yeah. is that little grown up child inside of you is going to throw a temper tantrum. Sure is. So if you're really learning to parent for the first time, and I'm saying this because ladies, I do this. I've learned this. I've been where you are. I know what it's like. I parent myself. I still throw temper tantrums from time to time. You're going to have a temper tantrum. And that little child is going to say, we'll use washing your face. Like, oh, you know, you need to watch Netflix and then you'll fall asleep on the couch and then you won't. Oops, I forgot. Or you'll just look past the face wash and you won't do it. Or you'll actually say, I hate this. I don't want to do it. This is silly. This is ridiculous. Forget this tonight. I'm not doing it. You're going to have those moments in that week that you're practicing parenting yourself. And that's when you know you're really doing it because you're having adult temper tantrums, you're catching it and you're loving yourself through it. And it's through this process that we learn to care for ourselves for the first time. We learn to feel good about ourselves. We learn to trust in ourselves in the world. And beautiful thing happens. Fight or flight turns off. We get out of the sympathetic nervous system. Body enters into a parasympathetic nervous system state. Metabolism re-regulates. Immune system goes back to normal. Weight hits your healthy normal levels over a normal period of time without diet, exercise, or supplements. And you start to learn to love and like who you are as a side effect. And it all comes from parenting. Oh gosh. I love it. I I, I love it all. And I've got, here's an example of how I'm parenting myself. Yeah. Mm. So last weekend I was in Palm Springs for this girl's weekend. Um, Me and nine other coaches all rented this place together and we decided to have, it was this glamor weekend. So we had a style coach, you know, come in and and talk to us. And of course, you know, when we start talking about what our thoughts are around style, all of our 
all of our stuff, you know, comes up all of the ways that we hate on ourselves and, and things like this, you yeah. know, come up. And anyway, through, through the process of, of, that, of coaching over that weekend, I decided I wanted to experiment with makeup. I have never been a makeup wearer, mostly because I felt like it was just like people would perceive me weirdly if I, you know, had this, this face on I and I, I did, I didn't want to do that. And so part of this weekend, we went to Saks on fifth Avenue. We had our own personal shoppers. We had like men from the Chanel counter do makeup for all of oh, us. And it's like the, it was, it just like the whole, the whole experience was phenomenal. And I decided that what I was going to do, you know, for the next 90 days, just as a as an experiment is just play with putting eye makeup on. And my goal was to just, you know, spend a couple minutes with myself in the mirror and do this from a playful, a playful place. Mm. And so I've been doing this for about a week now and it, it feels so good to just, you know, spend that little bit of time. And I bought the Chanel makeup and it feels so luxurious, you know, going on and it totally changes the trajectory of my whole day because it's, it's not a, I should wear, I should wear makeup. I should look presentable for whatever I have today. You know, it's, it's, I'm just going to spend this couple minutes, you know, with myself and, and, you know, do, do, do this little routine. And I have that hissy fit every morning. <laughs> oh yeah. You have you, the adult temper tantrums. Yeah, right? I love I, them. I right, love I, those. I, I do, but it's, you know, it's such a simple little thing and mm. I've spent 20 years having the makeup debate in my head, right. you know, about what, what I should be doing, you know, about, about all of this. And, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue wearing it or not. I don't know. But what I do know is spending that couple minutes with myself in the morning and, you know, giving my face, you know, some love is just really making, making a difference. Yeah. I love that. And I love, you know, ladies, it's really simple. We just wanted to focus on one little thing. It mm-hmm. is, and it's just doing something we always know we've needed to do, but we just don't do it. We just yeah. don't do it. And I even like for people who are like, I can't think of anything. What a good one that I have is zipping your coat all the way up when you put it on the hanger. <laughs> I'll have someone do that one for a week because, you know, we just throw it on. It's those really micro little things that we always knew we should do or good for us. We were rebellious and we thought, don't tell me what to do. And doing it for ourselves to care, to learn about ourselves and going to have those temper tantrums. You Should will do this with emptying the dishwasher. That's yeah, that's I, I yeah, or emptying the dishwasher all the way. Or another yeah. good one is uh, this is this is one that I had to parent myself on, but you have a, I dry my clothes on a rack and then I just like to leave it out there for a couple of days, or like yeah. you dry your clothes in the dryer and then you yeah. leave it in there. You can't see it out of sight, out of mind. Yep. Pick it yep. out right after and fold it and put away. I mean, something yeah. simple, and you just want to pick one because as women, we like to overwhelm ourselves and make it so hard that we can't do it. So please don't do three. Even if you think you can do one and do it for at least a week or two till you master Mm -hmm. that and then move on to something else. And this magical thing is going to start happening in your body. You're going to move, start moving from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. And all of a sudden your body's going to go back into homeostasis, the mental health brain chemistry will re-regulate and you're going to start to feel good about who you are. And I can speak from my own experience, like massive yo-yo dieter. I mean, oh my gosh, I would 
drink bone broth with collagen powder for two weeks. And then I would just eat carrots and then I would go on a huge binge and eat all the foods and then I would starve. And then I was constantly calories in, calories out, counting, worrying about my weight, not leaving my house because I didn't like who I was, feeling insecure, you know, beating up. Again, we're all coming from that same place. And I told you, I used to weigh like 110, 115 pounds. I now weigh without any kind of, and I'm a healthy person. I don't not do things, but I don't go, I haven't been in the gym in eight years. (laughs) I don't, haven't done a diet in eight years. I just had McDonald's double quarter pounder last, you know, two nights ago with fries. Like I have a good life and I weigh 140, 145 pounds without doing anything for the past eight years because my body finds it has found its healthy set point and whatever that is for all of us out there, not to say that that's everybody's. That's just sure. mine, but your body will find its healthy set point and it will stay there. And It'll you can get there. off the yo-yo yeah. dieting wagon. You can get off yeah. the calories yeah. in, calories out, the, worrying about the gym classes, worrying about the, you know, the, the ellipticals and the exercise machines. <laughs> and you can just go enjoy yeah. your life again, eat normal, healthy, yeah. regular foods without have to think about it. Yeah. Um, enjoy your, yeah. you know, the cake and the, the, fast food and things from time to time. And you will, I promise, I see it in all the women I work with, you'll be your healthy weight and you don't have to work for it. Starts yeah. with parenting. Yeah. I, I love it. And you know, it's, I have stories of lots of women in my life who lost weight without any effort after they decided they just didn't care anymore. And mm-hmm. like when, when you listen to them, tell, tell their story. And I have, I have one colleague in, in mind, you know, you know, particularly um, was, you know, she just, she was being taken to Weight Watchers by her mother since she was a child. And like this, just this yo-yo thing, her whole life. And as an adult, her sister said, you know, let's go sign up for Weight Watchers one more time. And, and you know, she tells the story of something just snapped and I just didn't care anymore. And like, I, she can't explain what happened. Um, she lost a hundred pounds and that was a decade ago. And she just lives this normal life without, you know, think, thinking about any of it. And I think that, I mean, what my little external interpretation of, of this scenario is, is that she let go of all of that need to try to manage her weight externally and kind of left that sympathetic state of being in constant panic about her weight Mm. to this place where she was just fine with who she was right now. And her body found its way back. Right. And, you know, most of us don't have the luxury of just this switch, you know, going off, right. We have to, we have to do some steps to bring us back. Well, I love what you were just, you were sharing. And I think from, from my perspective, it's just a really good example that again, our weight is choice and we can be doing all the things like the weight watchers or all the diets or the, you know, the supplements and the exercises. And we're not, our weight's not changing. It's not budging or even gaining weight. And for me, that's a great example of, it's not really about those things at a very core level. It's about us and it's about us and how we feel about ourselves and knowing that the mind body connection is yes, we can control our metabolism. And when, whether, wherever we are in weight, that if we're having a weight issue, our weight, as long as it's serving us in some kind of way, right? As long as it is giving me the, a buffer from life, or as long as it is causing me to be able to push away 
uh, maybe a romantic relationship or people or even small things like, you know, getting out and speaking or being seen in front of an audience or seeing my family, as long as it's allowing me to stay small in my life and hide and have an excuse, we're going to maintain the condition that it is, whether that it's weight, whether that's an illness, whether it's a mental health condition, we have to see this flip side of what am I getting from this? What is, what is, way out is this giving me and knowing that we're in control of that. And when we don't want it to be that for us anymore, and we want to get back to caring about ourselves and parenting ourselves, we can do that. And our metabolism will go back to normal without having to diet and things. And that has been my experience again, and the experience of my students. I loved this conversation, Josie. I think I, too, I think so. this was um, so valuable, certainly for me personally. And I think listeners are going to have a lot to chew, a lot to chew on. And Josie, I'm sure people will be interested to learn more about what you teach. And yes, so, where yes. can people find you? Yes, thanks for asking. I like first, thank you, Michelle, for having oh, me. Course. It's been a joy. You're a very special host and uh, uh, very open minded, and I really appreciate that. Um, so anyone out there that's curious about what I shared about, or maybe has some questions, or maybe you were even a little offended and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> don't worry. I understand. Um, so reach out to me. I love to hear from all of you and you can find me at my email, which is josie.in.warren um, at gmail.com. It should be in the show notes below. <laughs> and to all of you who are more interested about what I teach in my 10 week program um, that gets a body in the parasympathetic nervous system where a body then will naturally heal and self-repair, whether that is a weight condition, whether that is an autoimmune or chronic illness. Uh, all my students get the parasympathetic. I have my website, which is the Hashimoto'sFix.com. Um, T-H-E-H-A-S-H-I-M-O-T-O-S-F-A-X.com. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, it's Hashimoto's Fix because it's the most common autoimmune for women, but please know I work with women and men with any, almost any, and almost all kinds of chronic health conditions, mental health, um, weight I put into those categories and autoimmune and uh, would love to talk with you and, and just get to know you. So reach out to me. Love to hear from you. Absolutely. And we'll make sure all of that is in the show notes for sure. Josie, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Nice to meet you today. Likewise. All right, Josie, thank you so much for joining us today. That was such a beautiful conversation and just so many truths shared um, from you between us in that conversation. And again, if you'd like to learn more about Josie, you can uh, visit her website, www.thehashimotofix.com, and we will have that in the show notes for you down below as well. And if you'd like to explore the mind-body connection, of course, this is the crux of what we do inside the Nourish Yourself Body and Mind program. Feel free to join us anytime by going to www.waysahealth.com forward slash nourish dash yourself. And if you have any questions about what you heard today or about the work that we do inside the Ways of Health programs, just send me an email at michelle at waysahealth.com. I am always happy to hear from you. All right, that's all for now. We'll see you next week.